Now, a lot of people say, I'm burnt out. You hear it all the time. Oh, I'm burnt out. I don't know what's going on. I'm burnt out. I need a vacation. But now with the World Health Organization adding some legitimacy to the claim that burnout is a real thing, we should start maybe taking note of this. Dr. Shana Ali joins me. She's a mental health therapist, educator, and advocate. Welcome to the program. Good to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. Thanks. Well, I'm just looking at the fact that burnout is, uh, you know, it's now classified as an occupational phenomena, but not really a mental illness. Can you uh, tell us why? Mm, Yeah. So many times when a new syndrome is recognized, there is hesitancy in adding this in. So we're currently talking about burnout being added, but also, for example, gaming disorder was also added. So usually it's implemented in more of a smaller, short way before actually clarifying it as a fully-fledged diagnosis as a disorder. Okay, so what exactly constitutes burnout? Mm-hmm. Great question. So actually in the definition, they came up with three parameters. So first, recognizing that you are feeling an energy depletion, you're feeling exhausted, also that you're experiencing some negativity or maybe even cynicism as it relates to your work environment. And then finally, feeling like you are not believing in your abilities to perform your work obligations. All of that happens as a byproduct of the chronic stress that exists in the workplace environment. Could this be misinterpreted as, oh, I'm suffering from some sort of uh, depression? Absolutely. So what they do in terms of the ICD's updated definition is they also make sure that they give you the parameter that it should be excluding other disorders such as mood disorders and anxiety disorders as well. Okay, so um, you figure that you've got, you've checked all the, the boxes here. You figure you have burnout How do you uh, deal with burnout if you can't, you know, get away for a few days? Is there any way that you can, you know, counteract the effects of burnout while you're still working because people have to make money? Sure, absolutely. You know, Kelly, I'd like to believe so. And I'm hoping that this being recognized in the new ICD will prompt people to do exactly that. So when you're thinking you have all of the signs, but you know what, Kelly, even if you're having one or two, this shows that your stress is a serious concern and something needs to be done. Of course, it would be lovely if we can just jump on a plane and get away and clear our mind, but that's a luxury that we don't always have. There are ways that you can empower yourself in a work environment to take control of that stress. So, for example, even being more mindful about the breaks you're taking and how you're taking them, instead of having your lunch at your desk for efficiency sake, maybe it is worthwhile to go have a walk, go out, change your environment. Um, Maybe you're thinking that the relationships and work might feel a bit toxic and you want to improve those. Or even if you're feeling a little isolated in the work environment, perhaps you want to actually reach out to a coworker or maybe even your boss and discuss this stress that you're enduring. How can your employer fight, you know, uh, this this workplace uh, problem of burnout? Because it does affect them. You know, uh, it's a it's a big problem with uh, sabotaging workplace retention. Absolutely. And when we think of the last criterion in burnout is that individuals don't believe that they're actually able to perform their duties. So it's kind of a vicious cycle in that way. So I'm hoping that this can help employers to recognize that it has to be within their frame of awareness. 
So keeping that open door, if an employee comes in and mentions that they're stressed, maybe just taking that a little bit more seriously than we would have in the past. Also encouraging mental wellness strategies. So some of the strategies that I was mentioning before, it's wonderful and if an individual starts to utilize that for themselves, but it's also wonderful if someone from an upper level, perhaps a manager, a boss, what have you, then also encourages that and models that as well. Who's most susceptible to burnout? Is it workaholics? Is it that person that really wants to climb that ladder? I think there's a lot of factors in here. Workaholic is a great um, consideration because there's the aspect of perfectionism. So you might be more tempted to work and you may be interconnected in terms of who you identify as being a strong worker. So there's that, but then there's also just dissatisfaction with the work environment too, which doesn't necessarily mean that this individual is overworking or has perfectionistic tendencies. It could just mean the simple dissatisfaction at the work that starts to prompt a lot of these other symptoms associated with burnout syndrome. Is there an age demographic that would be more prone to burnout? Because when you talk about work dissatisfaction, I'm always hearing about these millennials that are, you know, working for some of the tech companies and they're getting a free breakfast. They've got the cafeteria. They've got the foosball table. We have a foosball table in our building and a slide. (laughs) I want a slide in my office. I think my clients would love that. You never get to it. You're too burnt out to climb the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in terms of a specific age demographic, I'm not so certain about if statistics exist. I would definitely love to look into that more. However, I think that different age demographics experience different concerns. So there might be individuals who are pressured to be new in their work fields and, you know, make a name for themselves. But then there's also the other side of the spectrum, too, that individuals are fearful that they are going to be aged out and that ageism is going to cause them to lose a position that they're very qualified in. So there's multiple variables there. And this is an aspect that I like about the new clarification, that it's intentionally broad that you can consider how this fits for you. Do you think a lot of people are going to take advantage of this and say, oh, I'm burnt out. I need to take some time <laughs> off, a little mental health holiday? I'm hoping that it causes people to see their stress in a more serious way. It's one thing to say, oh, I'm burnt out, oh, I'm stressed out. But also burnout really in this definition makes it, um, amplifies the idea that it's not as simple as stress, that it's a chronic condition that uh, eventually erupts from not managing stress. So really, there's a preventative aspect here. You know, we were talking about checking off the three boxes, but if you check off one, that should be concerning too. And hopefully then it will kind of give everyone the momentum to say, I can take charge of this and manage my stress before it becomes burnout. Okay, there's a lot of people that are clearly burnt out. There there are some people that say, uh, there's a, a research director that's cited in this article I was reading um, who works for an HR advisory firm, Future Workplace, and they say it's at, at epidemic proportions, this burnt out, mm-hmm. uh, burnout that people are experiencing and World Health Organization now says is a syndrome. Um, with that in mind, a lot of people are listening and burnt out, maybe not as attentive as they'd like to be. We'll go through the list of three things you should be looking at to see if you are burnt out. Sure, absolutely. So number one, again, it's that feeling that energy depletion or exhaustion from stress at work. 
then you notice as number two that you're becoming distant from your job mentally and that you're noticing that you're associating negative feelings with your work. Maybe you're cynical about it. And then finally, you believe less in your ability to perform at work. So you have a reduction in your professional efficacy. All right. Well, hopefully that helps. And if you're suffering some from some burnout, do you recommend people uh, take stock of their lives and find a better balance? Absolutely. And I think that it can be intimidating to recognize that these three things may affect you or that it actually may be three signs of a bigger concern altogether beyond burnout, like we were talking about mood disorders and anxiety. So recognize that you might not be able to do it alone, and it's always helpful to seek professional help whenever possible.